From JMI Wealth, Andrew Kelleher, good morning. Morning, Mike. 75 it was. 75 it was. So Federal uh, Reserve released their, um, their interest rate decision uh, about uh, 15 minutes ago. Um, yeah, 75 basis points was the consensus expectation leading into this. So, uh, But this time you know, this time around, we got all of the economic projections as well, and we haven't seen those uh, since June. And, and as, as I pointed out earlier this week, Mike, I think the pivotal moment for the Fed was that April 26th speech at the Jackson Hole Economic Symposium when we've now basically got this don't blink mantra uh, from the Fed and from a lot of other central banks. So uh, we've got all these forecasts in there. Look, there was some speculation that there could be a 100 basis point hike. They've only done that seven times since World War II, so it was always a bit of an outlier. So just to have a quick look into some of the detail here, um, you're now seeing, uh, you've now got the, what we call the terminal rate, the highest point that it gets to is now 4.6%. That's at the end of 2023. Uh, just remember that the, you get to see where all of the committee members project their, uh, where they think those rates will be at the end of each year. That's called the dot plot. Now, there are some committee members with uh, higher rates there forecast, so are getting up towards 5%. Uh, you've got, uh, at by the end of this year, uh, you've got the rate is expected to be 4.4%. So what that suggests, you've got another meeting in November and another meeting in December. So that suggests another sort of 125 basis points through those meetings. If we look at the context, if we look at the statement, it's relatively unchanged. I haven't had time to go through it line by line yet. Uh, the committee remains highly attentive to inflation risks. That's fairly unsurprising. Uh, they're now saying that recent indicators point to modest growth in spending and production. They previously had said that spending and production were softening. Um, so, look, I think it's pretty much on on par with where people thought it was going to be. Some of their GDP growth forecasts have been marked down a little bit, been marked down to 1.2% uh, in 2023 and 1.7% in 2024. Unemployment now seen rising to 4.4% in 2023. I think the market will probably take this one in its stride. We have seen a slight fall in the in the main US indices and obviously a, a, a not unexpected rise in short-term interest rates and the two-year US Treasury, which I'm just keeping an eye on um, as we speak, that's gone to 4.09. That's the highest that two-year Treasury rate has been since 2007. Um, so obviously interest rates, there sort of moving back to levels we haven't seen for an awful long time. But um, as expected, what we've got to wait for now, Mike, is he gives a, a a stand-up media conference in about uh, 10 or 12 minutes and I think uh, some of his statements there will probably carry more weight uh, in true. terms of as always. Now, talk to me about Air New Zealand because thank God they gave us some good news this week given yeah, they your did. debacle. <laughs> they did, and it t takes some of the focus away from, you know, some lost luggage, which, you know, luggage does get lost all the time, doesn't it? Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, Air New Zealand's holding its annual shareholders meeting today, and ahead of that uh, meeting, the company released guidance or profit guidance and a bit of a significant turnaround, as you say. So, guidance of profit before tax for the first half of their financial year um, has now been given at 200 to $275 million. Profit. It's a profit. Um, and giving that guidance, um, that what they refer to is they've had strong forward sales over the first three months of this year, uh, particularly for travel through to January 2022. 
2023. Uh, they've put a couple of assumptions in there. The first one is that strength in those forward sales does flow through to the following quarter. And it also assumes an average jet fuel price of approximately US $130 a barrel. They're operating at 70% of their 2019 capacity. I think you need to take uh, that reference to the fuel price pretty seriously because we've seen how volatile fuel prices have been. They won't commit to a full year forecast. Um, that's due both to that potential volatility in fuel prices, but also global recessionary risk, inflationary pressures on costs. They strongly caution against extrapolating that first half FY23 or the first half of the year uh, earnings guidance out to the full year. The seasonality, Mike, in their trading pattern, second half of the year is typically weaker. Uh, market consensus, Mike, for their profit was well below what they've now indicated. So I think there's going to be some some of those forecasts being lifted. Share price lifted five cents yesterday, up 7.35%. Back to levels we haven't seen since May. So good to see good. some good news. Exactly. What are the numbers? Right. So as I'm looking at it now, the Dow Jones is down about 224 points. It's about 0.74%. So that's lower than it was going into the FOMC announcement. Uh, the S&P 500 3824 also lower about 0.8% lower on the day, and the NASDAQ down uh, around 0.8% as well, uh, 11,333 there. Um, overnight, FTSE 100 up 45.7237. Uh, the Nikkei fell 1.3%, 27,313. Shanghai Composite was down 5, 3117. Uh, on the local markets yesterday, the A6200 fell 1.5%, so uh, 106.4 there, 6700. And we dropped 0.6% on the NZX50, closing at 11,498. Now, the Kiwi dollar uh, has weakened due to the US dollar going up on the back of this announcement. So the last I looked at it was at 0.5845 against the US dollar, 0.8822 against the Aussie, 0.5944 against the Euro, 0.5191 pounds, 84.48 Japanese yen, gold, $1,670, and Brent crude sitting around the $90.40. Good on you, mate. Catch up tomorrow. Appreciate it. Andrew Kelleher, jmiwealth.co.nz.